0: special subject, particularly for ministers, for leaders, it is for you. You don't have to be a minister, but I believe this, that every one of us is called to ministry. We're called to ministry, regardless whether or not uh, it's a preaching, teaching ministry, prophetical ministry, we all are called to serve. The term ministry just simply means to serve. And so we've all been called as ministers, and so we need to value that. On tonight, I want to talk to you how to protect the anointing. How to protect the anointing. And so this is a very necessary lesson that I pray that you will closely follow. Our Father and our gracious God, we thank you tonight for the spirit of wisdom the spirit of revelation, and the knowledge of your will. We thank you, Father, because we can trust you to impart the wisdom, the knowledge that we need, and the understanding. So we ask, Father, that you would let your divine glory be revealed in us, open our inner minds to receive, open our hearts to obey, and God, we're going to thank you for it and give you the name of the praise for it in Jesus' name, amen. The anointing is priceless. It is very necessary that you understand the anointing is the most valuable source of empowerment that God has given to every one of us that has been gifted by God or called by God. The anointing is the source of empowerment. So I want you to make some notes so that you'll be able to follow us. The anointing also accompanies the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is a joining together. It's as you would get Say if you got a bicycle, you brought a bicycle well and it wasn't put together. You'd get a manual telling you what to do. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. It's like the manual to the gift that God has called you to. It's the source of empowerment, the source of strength. And so whenever there's a gift a call that is an anointing. Now, the anointing moves by the call. I want to say that again. It moves and operates by the call. So there's an anointing for healing. There's an anointing to prophesy. There's an anointing for evangelism. There's an anointing for giving. There's an anointing for preaching. There's an anointing for teaching. There's an anointing for missions. There's an anointing for celibacy. There's an anointing for... All of these are just expressions of the gifts and callings of God. And I want to also bring something to your attention. You can lose the anointing and the gift can still be there. (laughs) It's dangerous. But you can have the gift and lose the empowerment. And here's the thing that you need to watch out for Because if the gift remains, but the anointing is absent, then witchcraft steps in. So I'm going to be dealing with some things tonight so that you understand how to protect the anointing. Now The anointing is not for you to feel as though that I can do what I want to do because I've got the anointing. I'm convinced that a lot of people really don't know the anointing. I'm convinced of that. Because I've heard people say that, well, I know so-and-so is anointed. But because they was emotional. You see, because you're emotional doesn't mean that you're anointed. doesn't mean that you're lonely because you can shout, jump, walk a pew. It doesn't mean anything. It. it just means that you're just emotional. Because if you notice, when Elijah, the Lord called him, the Lord was not in the storm, mm-hmm. wasn't in the thunder. He was in a still, small voice. So that should tell you something about the anointing. Many times the anointing is in the quiet times. Uh, It's in the quiet times. And that we have to get to understand how the anointing operates in the midst of quiet times. So the anointing accompanies the gift that God calls you to. Second, the anointing is of the Holy Spirit. You need to note that. It is of the Holy Spirit, just like the gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. You did not earn that gift. I don't care how good you might operate that gift. The gift did not come because of how good you was. Maybe it's a gift. If it was a pay, then that's different. Now, when you go to work, the boss gives you pay. He don't give you a gift. Maybe at Christmas time I give you a bonus. But that's because you've labored. Try not working at all, see if you give you a bonus. (laughs) It won't work. So you have to understand this that it is the gift of God, not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. So we've got to always recognize and put the emphasis that it is a gift of God. It's a gift of God from God. And I might need to add this, and it is for God. It is from God. It is of God. And it is for God. It's not for myself. It's not for me to just the glory in that I'm so anointed. I've seen people, you know, give me cards. They have business cards. And the business card says, I'm anointed and appointed. Consecrated, anointed, and appointed. Dedicated. Ready to bring churches to its full potential. You what I do? I take the card, look at it. <laughs> In 13. Well, why, why should you throw it away? Because the fact that the anointing is not yours to begin to try to make a name for yourself. It is not for you, because many times people get excited about sensationalism. But once you have the anointing, it always reveals the nature of Christ. (laughs) It reveals the nature of Christ. Remember that. It does not bring out you. It is there to cover you. (laughs) So it's there to reveal the nature of Christ because the anointing is simply Christ anyway because you ask for the understanding of Christ and the understanding is the anointed one. That's what Christ means, the anointed one. And his anointing. And so. If. It is to be revealed. It will always reveal the nature of Christ. Why should it reveal the nature of Christ? Because the anointing is to help you to fulfill the work of Christ. You can't do the work of Christ without the anointing. You can't do it. So it is there to empower you in the work of Christ. And not only that, it is to reveal Christ to you so that you can see clearly into who Christ is. Pertaining to your situation, to your circumstance, or to where you are in a situation in life. Because you need to know sometimes with certain things that you're going through. You're going through some situations and some trials. I want you to hear me. Because if you haven't gone through it yet, just keep living. And you will reach a place that you're going to say, God, I need you. I need you to show me you. I'm tired of seeing people and hearing people. I need to see God, that I might see Christ. And that's when you need the anointing, the anointing of God, so that you can see clearly. And through that anointing, and also depending upon the gift of the calling that God's placed upon your life, you will be able to see revelation knowledge. In other words, he reveals things to you. What is revelation? A sudden breakthrough. A certain thing in which all of a sudden something comes crystal clear to you. Because what happens in life when you go through some things, is like a picture that starts to develop if you ever had a Polaroid camera years ago, it, it starts developing. You see it in sketches and then the longer you let it take, it, it, then you see the full picture starting to manifest. Well, that's how the anointing works. It starts out fuzzy and then you let it stay there and let some light hit it. What happens? It begins to expose itself. And that's what happens. The anointing sometimes will come along and it's not instantaneous. It allows a process to come and through the process, then you can can see clearly what God is doing hallelujah Hallelujah. and so you have to understand the anointing the anointing is to reveal Christ that I might know him that should be our prayer that I might know him and I want to bring some things to your attention every one of us needs an anointing to pray Every one of us. Every believer. You need an anointing to pray. Then you need an anointing not only to pray. But to meditate in the word of God. This is for everybody. I need a, a, I need a compass in the word of God. So I need the anointing. Then you need the anointing in order to reveal Christ when you're going through some tough times. You need the anointing. You need the anointing when somebody decides to do you wrong. And you know they're doing you wrong. And you get ready to let them know they did you wrong. <laughs> and you feel the old Man starting to rise. Yeah. I, I mean, the really old man will come alive. Anybody ever had the old man come alive? Uh-huh. Yeah, the old man will let you know he ain't dead. He's he just sleeping and snoring. But he ain't dead. Cause Every once in a while, you hear him let out a snore. You say, oh, Lord, he's still alive. Dead men don't snore. But the old man, I was talking to the preacher, and he was driving up in Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C., is, is, is crazy driving. And somebody just cut him off <laughs> and then cussed him out at the same time. And he said he jumped out the car, gave me the man, then everyone said he thought. <laughs> he said, Oh, I'm a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a preacher. <laughs> Uh, and, he, and he had to catch himself. He said the old, the old man was coming out. <laughs> and so we need the anointing in order to bring us to the fullness of who we are. Not who we are as a person, but who we are in Christ. Hold oh, glory, in Christ. Because the enemy will work on you to bring out who you was. But who you was is not what needs to be seen. Who you are needs to be seen. And who are you? I am a royal priesthood. I am a chosen generation. I am a child of the king. I am victorious. And except the anointing comes, The old man will not only wake up. He'll clean house. And y'all know that. Some of y'all are just a thread away from that. (laughs) Just a thread away. And you got to pray that the old man. Lord, uh, don't let him come out. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Amen. Oh, yes. Yeah. And to make no difference who you are. So you have to be very sensitive and know that's why. You've got to understand that is the purpose of the anointing. It's to empower you that you can fulfill the Christ in you. Oh, glory. This is good. Let's look at the third reason. The anointing is like a river that flows to touch people's lives. The anointing is for that purpose. It is to touch people's lives. It is not for you. It is to eclipse you to reveal Christ. Remember the anointing and the glory flow together. (laughs) The glory and the anointing. The glory is a certain dimension in that anointing. It is a certain dimension. It's a dimension in which the Holy Spirit will take you, in which you are totally out of the picture. It's Christ. And people can say, "Mm, I see Christ. That had to be Christ. Because the anointing will give you a strength that you know it's not you. And it'll give you a peace that other folks don't understand. How in the world can you still be at peace with all the hell you're going through? Well, it's not me. See, it's the Christ. And they don't understand it. And they will never be able to understand it because it takes the Christ. That's the peace the pastor all understanding. understand it. Oh, glory. And you don't even understand it yourself. All the while you'd be out of salts. All the while you'd be just having a, having a fit. But just all of a sudden you're just able to take it. Peace. Well that's the anointing because the anointing holds you, keeps you. There's a secret place. That's the secret place. It's in the anointing. It's a place of refuge. Now I want you to hear me on this so that you understand it. This is where you've got to protect it. The anointing is always for service. It's not for you. It's not for you to get grandiose ideas and if I have the anointing, I'm going to make me a, a, a man. I'm really going to be rich because the anointing is going to empower me. No, it's not for that. Uh, In fact, I might blow your mind. The anointing might take some money from you. (laughs) But it'll give you peace in the midst of it. Of course, it's not about you. It ain't about the house you live in. It ain't the car you're driving in. It ain't the clothes you got on your back. Know what it is. It's in you. That's the purpose of the Christ. It is in you. Because this is the real you. It's inside. It's, it's not the outside. It's all about him. And if he gets satisfied on the inside, he reveal himself on the outside. So the anointing is to touch people's lives. Turn with me to St. Luke, chapter 4, verse 18. I know I haven't called your attention to any scripture. But there, there, there are many scriptures that I could get into that deal with the anointing. But I'm breaking it down. I'm letting you know its purpose, its service. But St. Luke, chapter 4, verse 18. Everybody, have, would you read? Spirit of the, Lord is upon me. the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me. Now notice this. Would you just notice this for a few minutes. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's upon me. So the anointing comes upon you. The anointing is not just, uh, you know, resident inside of you. The Christ is in you. But he's got to come on you. Because when you understand the anointing, you've got to understand that when you get the root word of it, it means to pour on and to smear in. <laughs> so it is like if somebody anoints you, and you see, we really don't want to anoint people. You know, we, we don't take a little dab and put it on the head, but that's not anointing. I used to work with Brother Shambach and. Now, Brother Shambach, he really anointed you. He really anointed you. He, he didn't play games. So I hope you didn't wear your nice, fine clothes, because he didn't care. He said, you can buy another one. <laughs> and, and he just poured that all right right on you, <laughs> in your eyes, <laughs> and smacked with his big hands let you go back to your operation. That's Brother Shamrock. But the anointing is to be poured upon. And here's the thing that you've got to understand. That's the reason why you've got to be sensitive, because it operates in waves. It can come on you. And you have to be sensitive, particularly that there's a necessity and you feel something just come on you. It can also bring things to your memory. <laughs> but that, that's the Holy Ghost. Something that you forget, that you couldn't ever think about. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit knows that you need it. And the anointing comes on you. And the anointing knows all things that pertains to God. All things that pertains to you. Everything that God has for you, the anointing knows about it. Why? Because he's your guide. He's your instructor. He is your liberator. He is your deliverer. So he always walks before you, before you ever get in a situation. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. And so he comes upon you. That's why sometimes in the midst of a service, you feel the heat. If you ever get in an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is in a service, you feel it. You feel it. Oh, I bet we say, well, how do you feel? You feel different. Because he's touching your flesh. Because you've got to understand Let's look at the Holy Spirit, because the anointing and the Holy Spirit, they're one. They work together. Now, let's begin to break this down so you can understand. All right? And I just want to show you certain things that reveals the Holy Spirit. Well, it's a type of fire. These are types of fire. And what does fire do? It cleanses. Cleanses. And what is the cleanse? That's the reason why Jesus said, no more water. Because i tell you something, fire will really get dirt out. <laughs> That's why the Lord said, no more water, but fire next time. When I cleanse, it is going to be cleansed. <laughs> and you notice when the Holy Ghost came in the upper room, On the day of Pentecost, the Bible said they were together in one place. Notice unity, together in one place, and the Holy Spirit came and set upon each one of them, set upon them as cloven tongues of fire, which meant that the Holy Spirit had came upon them. Now here's what happens: it comes on you to bring out what's in you. Oh, you missed a good place. I said it comes on you to bring out what's in you. Would you touch two or three people and tell them that? It comes on you to reveal what's in you. You see, they had received the Holy Spirit when Jesus breathed on them. Just before he was resurrected, he breathed on them and he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Well, some folks said that they didn't receive it at that time. Oh, yes, they did. Because the Lord would never have said, receive it. But in order for it to be revealed, the day of Pentecost came, and the day of Pentecost came, it came upon them. And sat on them and so them tongues apart. And they begin to speak with the tongues of the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. And here's something that happens. You having the Holy Spirit within you, when the anointing comes on you, it'll cause you to speak in a new tongue. It'll cause you to begin to reveal what's happening. just to reveal what's on the inside. I love that song. We talk about. Something on the inside, working on the outside, making a change in me. How many know there's a change in you? And so it's the fire that comes on you. Sometimes you feel the fire. You ever been in a service and felt the fire, felt the heat of God? It's a glorious experience. And then sometimes you feel a cleansing, feel like water, something washing you. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And so we have to learn to understand how the Holy Spirit moves. But I'm dealing with this, that it comes upon you. It comes upon you to fulfill what God's called you to. That's why you find this out. That if you call to preach and it comes on you, go ahead and let the Holy Spirit work through you. But then when he's through, then sit down. Because it meant that he's through. And when he's through, you should be through. Because you can't do no more than what he allows you to do. How he tells you to do it, when he tells you to do it. And it's not you anyhow. It's all about him. And if you continue to try to do it yourself, then you're going to make a mess. Because it's not you. It's the anointed one and his anointing. And notice it said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. So notice this the anointing is to reveal upon you. That's why you've got to understand transference of spirits. Because the laying on of hands it carries the anointing. The anointing That's why we lay hands on people. That's the transfer of the anointing. It's the transfer of the anointing. And particularly people that have the healing ministry, it is what? To pass it on. To transfer. That's why we talk about upon you. Now, we can't transfer it inside. It takes all we do that. But we can lay hands on your body and you receive what's in a person. Or what's working on that person are the desires of that person that's laying hands on you. You got to be very sensitive about that. But that's the transference. And I like to say, they say the transference of the anointing. And you can lay hands on people for promotion. You can lay hands on people for healing. You can lay hands on people also for deliverance. And that's also a upon, and also to reveal what's inside. Now let's go a little bit further than this. It's an honor to me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now when it talks about the poor, he's not talking about poor people pouring money. He's not talking about people that's broke and don't have no money. He's talking about people that have a hunger for the Lord. So don't look at that scripture and feel as though, well, he is talking about, he's called me to preach the gospel to people who don't have no money. No, no. That's not the purpose. It's to preach to hungry people. Have a hunger for the Holy Spirit. Because the Greek word for that poor is parisial, which is dealing with Blessed are they who shall hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So it's for hungry people. And so the anointing, and I'll tell you something, the anointing comes whenever people are hungry for a demonstration of God. (laughs) You, you, You ever begin to pray and seek God, particularly when you're hungry and really seeking God. Say, Lord, I want, to see you to mo- I want to see you to move. I want to see you to do something like you've never done before. And you begin to pray and begin to fast. Then God will meet your expectation. Honey, you ever been in a service after people saw God and say, my God, we want you to show yourself strong. Show yourself mighty. Lord, reveal yourself. And you wait on God. And you deny yourself. Honey, don't tell me God won't show up. And when God shows up, He will show out. Because He will Let you know that I'm here to manifest what you ask for. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Oh, somebody clap those hands a shot. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now I want to get into protecting it. Here's the first thing you got to protect yourself from people that do not. Value the Holy Spirit. You have to be careful because everybody is not a friend. And it's a treasure. And a lot of us, we expose ourselves up to people that could care less about them wanting you. That's why Jesus was very selective. Even when he got ready to go, uh, you know, up to the top of the mountain. He didn't take all the disciples. He didn't take, well, come on, uh, Andrew, you come on. Come on, Nathan, you come to. No. He took with him Peter, James, and John. Let I me mean tell you something. A lot of time we have a problem in the church because we think, because that certain people have been selected, that they must be preachers pick. Uh-uh. You have to understand that everybody has not been anointed for a purpose. You miss a good place to give God praise. You have to be selective Jesus, even when he went into the room to raise Jairus' daughter, there was some in the room, you know what he had to do? Put them out. Put them out. Well, you see, a lot of you don't like the anointing when it's that way. But I'm going to tell you something. The anointing can be bold. The anointing can hurt your feelings. Oh, you're not used to that. The anointing can really disturb you. Jesus put them out. The anointing also manifested when Jesus noticed what was happening in the house of prayer. And they had made it a den of thieves. The anointing, he picked up a whip, kicked over the tables, and lashed them, and drove them out, and said, It is written, my house shall be called, a house of prayer for all people. But you made it a dinner of thieves. He whipped them out. You said, that's the anointing? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's the anointing. The anointing blast. <laughs> oh, yes, the anointing is not for you to play pity pat. No, no, the anointing puts a stop to things where the enemy is raging because if not, witchcraft will take over. But the anointing says, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. We can't play pity pat with the enemy. We've got to resist the devil and flee from him. The Bible said, fight the good, fight of faith. You're going to have to take a stand. Oh, you ought to lift those hands and clap those hands. I like an Old Testament scripture, the man's name was Shammah. And one thing he had was a pea patch. Pea patch. That's a little pea patch, that's all. But the Philistines wanted to come in and take it. No, know what Shammah did? Flammah picked up his sword and said, this is my pea patch. You didn't buy it. Ain't not one pea of pea belong to you. It all belongs to my family and you ain't taking one. And he drove them away. You know what happened? He received promotion because of the anointing. Let me tell you something the anointing is not just for you to take everything the enemy puts on your plate. You got to be able to stand and declare, no, sir, I paid a price for this. How many know you paid too much of a price for what you got? Anybody here glad that God purchased your salvation? How many know I'm not about to give it up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we're too easy. Yeah. But you got to protect it, they? and sometimes you got to blast the enemy. You got to say, oh, not here. Right. Not here. No. Mm-mm. I know who you are. So to protect it, you can't be timid. You can't be shy. If you're on God duty, Anybody be in the military, anybody in the military? to do God duty? You let in everybody through? Suppose there wasn't a part of the military and they just wanna come in and visit. What did you say? <laughs> All right, <You're> dumb halt! <laughs> Stop! A lot of us have allowed the enemy to come through our mind and come through our situations when we needed to have stood up and say halt. What is your mission? If you haven't come to bless, have you not come to empower? You are off limits. Because I have been predestined of God to be blessed. And I'm not taking anything less. Hallelujah. See, that's the anointing. So you're protecting anointing through your boldness. It doesn't mean that you're just, you know, brassy. See? No. It means that you're bold. Because there's a lion that's in you. It's a lion. And that's where you can't allow yourself to be timid and just pushed over and the devil say, sit here. And say, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Lucifer. You want me to shut up? Yes, sir. At your service, I'll shut up. I don't want you to do nothing. Yes, sir. Nothing, sir. No, no. That's not the notion of God. The notion does nothing work like that. I tell them, nothing works like that. And so, to preach the gospel to the Lord that has sent me and the anointing also sends you. There's a sending power in the anointing. That's why we got to be careful. See, everybody hasn't been sent. The Bible says, How shall they preach except they be sent? And see, a lot of people, that's the reason why they're not reaching, go they have been sent. Now, you see, there's a difference in preaching and reaching. <laughs> see, I want to say it again. There's a difference in preaching and reaching. See, if you if you're reaching, then that's preaching. In, in other words, if I'm reaching to the hearts of people and beginning to stir them to who they are, and they wake up to the full potential, then I don't have to stay out here like this. Thank God, I am a prodigal son, and I'm going home. That's reaching. That's reaching. When Peter began to realize that he had betrayed and he had turned his back and he repented, that's preaching. Oh. So preaching means to reach in the heart. Now hear me. If you're going to protect the anointing, you've got to make certain that you'll always have a heart for people you don't know, have a heart for the people. And i tell you something. If you ever get to the place that you just don't like to be around people, you lose the anointing. Because it's about people. It's all about people. Well, I know it's all about the Lord, but if you ever understand the Lord, it's about people. If the anointing is driving you by yourself, it's only for a season. It's only for a season. But then it's bringing you back to people. But God so loved the world. But God so loved the world. And when he said he loved the world, he's not just talking about the trees. He deals with the world. He's talking about people. And so if you want to protect the North, you got to keep it. You got to keep it. People oriented It's all about people. It's all about people. Would you look at several people, one right? them is all about people. It's all about people. It's all about people. That's, that's why you got to be sensitive because of the Holy Spirit. So you have to protect and wanting. and always recognize this is the call of God. I got to minister to people. Jesus went about doing good. He cast out devils. That's the anointing. Laying hands on the sick. That's the anointing. Feeding the multitude. That's the anointing. Whenever we get to the place that we just satisfy ourselves, that's witchcraft. See, witchcraft is to manipulate and to control and to make people do for you when the anointing is for you to do for them. Ooh, let me repeat that. The witchcraft is for what they can do for you. The northern is what you can do for them. Would you look at two to three people and tell them, it's not what you can do for me. It's what I can do for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, bless his name. Now look at two to three people and tell them, I've been called to serve you. Yes, I've been called to serve you. That's why Jesus, in his last act, before he went to resurrection, to death, he rises from supper and he girded himself with a towel and picked up a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. He said, if I, being your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You have been chosen of God to serve. I don't know where we've got off thinking that because I'm anointed, that I am God's gift to the church. And if you are ever going to see who I am, then you're going to bow and serve me. No, no, that's not the anointing, that's pride. That's not the anointing, that's pride. And we got a lot of people with pride and arrogance. And notice what that does. That's witchcraft. That's witchcraft. Yes, because it's all about you. It's not about you, it's all about him and his mission, his purpose. Yeah. So if I want to protect God, don't, don't ever let me get caught up on myself. Don't ever let me get excited about who I am and the message I preach and how many folks hit the floor and how many folks were healed and what took place. I need to be able to be conscious. It's all about him. I couldn't heal a fly. I couldn't do anything. I'm helpless. I need him. I need him. I need him. Not about you. Don't ever strut your stuff. Because you don't have no stuff. You only worth $2,026. Cent. Honey, die. And stay here. And see if folks don't get you on the side of town. And forget all about you. After a few months. They'll walk over and look at you. Cry a few tears. See, Well. What's for dinner? <laughs> Look like Aunt Molly would bake the cake. <laughs> They've forgotten all about you. So don't get excited. Don't get stuck on yourself. You lose the anointing. Pride always cuts off the anointing. Cuts it off. And I've seen too many preachers that lose the anointing and go into witchcraft because they think they're hot stuff. You ain't so hot. He's all and all. How many know it's all about Him? Touch yeah. yeah. uh, uh, somebody I say, It ain't about you. And then about, about me. It's all about him. All about him. <laughs> Somebody lift those hands. And, would you lift both those hands and shout? It's all, about you, Lord. it's all about you, Lord. And when it's all about him, he reveals himself. I want to bring this in. The anointing is never separated from love. Never separated from love. Why in the world should you be anointed to hate? You have no anointing to hate. I hate him. You think you got the anointing? I never read where Jesus said, I hate him. No. Oh no perfect love cast out all fear. So the anointing always operates with love. Anytime you feel your love being threatened, your anointing is also going out. Remember that. If you want to protect the anointing, keep love on board. Keep love. Keep the flame lit. It's like Y'all, remember. how many remember wood stoves? Anybody remember wood stoves? I mean, raise your hands, I, I, I know where you came from. Uh-huh. Wood stoves. You know about that, you, you had, I had to put lighter and there to, to get it in there. But then you gotta get a, a chunk of oak wood. Something that's gonna burn. You can't just get anything. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? you got to get something that is not going to make a whole lot of ashes. And something that's going to burn. How do you know I got that from my father-in-law? You see, you've you, you got to put it in there. And you got to have a fork in there so that it catches in there. And it holds on. It catches on to the fire. And see, that's what you got to do with love. You got to make certain that you keep the fire lit. Because there's always the enemy that's trying to threaten you to make your fire go out. But you got to begin to reach and say, I got to keep the fire lit. I got to keep the fire lit. I don't know what the enemy's up to, but I've got to keep the fire lit. Because that love will curse fear. It will curse fear. And faith and love is connected. Faith worketh by love. Whenever you lose your faith, you're losing your anointing. You're losing your anointing. So you got to protect the anointing by building your faith. Oh, this, is, this is good. I hope that you're making notes. This is to help you. So I have to build upon my faith that means I got to be sensitive and selective to what I'm hearing because faith worketh by love and the anointing is dependent upon it that's the Holy Spirit I want to finish this last part of this verse to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. That's the anointing. It does all of that. It's the yoke-destroying, bond-removing, supernatural power of God. Now let me ask you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-three. Proverbs four and twenty-three. This is this is helpful keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life that's how you got to protect it, keep your heart keep your spirit it. another thing I want you to understand is this, you have to always make certain you want to protect the anointing that you get connected to the right source You have to be selective and sensitive that you're not just connected to everybody. I don't ever want to get connected to people that's not going anywhere. I don't want to get connected to people that's full of confusion and full of strife. You don't want to get caught up in that. You don't want to get caught up with people that's not accountable we have a danger in the house of God where people are not accountable whenever you're not accountable that's also witchcraft 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 is a controlling spirit which means that I'm too big to have to answer to you I don't answer to you it wants service it doesn't want to give service. It wants service. It gets. Satisfaction. From people. That's making me feel. Like I am somebody. The spirit also wants. Control. Let me show you. It's like Queen Bastet. The king said. I would like for you to Come. I'm having a celebration And you're a beautiful woman I'd like you to come And show your beauty And come To the extravaganza But Basti said, Are you crazy You must have lost your mind I'm not going Who, me? I'm not going. Vasti was not accountable. You Note know after a while, Ahasuerus was a very humble man. And he got ready to let it slide. But somebody came up to him and said, Let me tell you something. If you let Vasti go with that, there'll be not one woman in your kingdom will ever say yes to what you say. They'll all be just like Vasti, and they're going to be rebellious, and you ain't going to have not one subject woman. The king woke up and said, "Oh yeah, so that's what's going to happen." He said, "She got to go." He said, "Now you're talking, king." You no, know he did. He said, "Vasti, move out tonight. It's over." Here's what happens. Whenever you get stuck on yourself. And it's not about glorifying him. The Lord says move out. Because pride will never stay in the same place with God. Pride always goes before a fall. And the Holy Spirit before destruction. Honey you need to humble yourself before God. Because grace never comes to the proud. Disgrace comes to the proud. I want to say it again. Grace only comes to the humble. Disgrace comes to the proud. So don't get connected with people that walk in pride. No, no. Separate yourself from people. That's not accountable. Separate yourself. Separate yourself from people that's not responsible to somebody. Go hang with people and say, well, I don't have no pastor myself. I pastor myself. I just thank the Lord because I I don't really need nobody to pastor me. I got the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost tell me anything I need to know when I need it, how I need it. Honey, I baptized myself. I don't need nobody. I had somebody tell me that. I baptized myself. I said, the devil has really deceived you. Oh yeah, I, 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 I don't need nobody. I do for myself. The Holy Ghost tells me. Show me how. Pitiful, sad, and the reason why is because they have become victims of religious spirit. Well, the enemy will become religious and make you feel like you are complete and you don't need anybody. It's all because you become rebellious to authority. You're not subject to authority, because you rebel against authority, so you become authority to yourself. or you're not subject. And what happens, you lose knowledge and understanding. When you protect the anointing, you protect yourself from being exposed to people that's rebellious. As soon as you spot rebellion, run. you got to be like the angels. Those that sided with Lucifer, they fell with him. They fell with him. You know why? They were connected. So whoever you connect with, if you connected to a bank robber, and he robs Wachovia tomorrow, and you sitting in the car, and he's driving. <laughs> well, I didn't go in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. But you're still going to jail. <laughs> well, I didn't have no way else to go. I'm just sitting there. Uh, guess what? I know exactly where you're going. I know where you're going to get your next meal too. And guess what? You're still going to need a lawyer. You see, you're guilty by association. Yes. Anybody ever heard about that? Yes. Cause by uh, who you associate with. Look at some them. Who you associate with will we'll determine with. your destiny. We'll determine. <laughs> oh, I, I know this is right. Uh, I'll show you your destiny. Who you hang with. You hang with an alcoholic. I'll tell you what your destiny is going to be. You're going to be just like him. You hang with people that's religious, yeah, on, but they don't have no foundation in God. They run from pillar to post and they are right by themselves and don't need nobody to try to preach them and nobody to teach them. I just know who I am. Guess what? I know your destiny is. Whenever you get stuck on self, remember it. In Isaiah 14, where the enemy said, I will arise, I will ascend, I'll make my throne. It is five eyes. I, Eye. I. Eye. He had a swift fall, it didn't last long. If he fell from heaven, honey, I sure know what's going to happen to you. So protect the anointing. Watch who you connect yourself with, who you associate with. Don't connect with people that follow the flesh. People just say, Well, I I ain't got to go to church. i talked to the pastor. He said, One member said, Well, going three times a year to me is good enough. He said, One of his members said, Three times a year is good enough for me. Because I get enough from from those those three services charging me up the rest of the year. I just feel sorry folks got to have the church like, like they hooked on some kind of drug I said that's the spirit That's the spirit But this is the spirit that is taking over people So people today devise their own means Of what they think they need But you can't hang with everybody And expect to glorify God You got to separate and Come out from among them And touch not the unclean thing uh uh-uh. uh. I don't want what you got. Even when people got a cold, you 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 careful. <laughs> I am. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am. No no. I back off. I'm back. I pray for you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lay hands. on you scared? No, I ain't scared. Just got wisdom. Just got wisdom, that's all. I don't want what you got. I won't stay up. So I'll pray for you. And my prayers will reach you. (laughs) Amen, Sister Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is this you have to be sensitive. You have to be sensitive, and if that—that's a cold or anything—then you have to be selective even with people. Everybody's not going to help build the anointing in you. And you better—you better hold what God's given you, and you better treasure it. Better treasure it because a lot of people is losing theirs. So I want to hold it's precious. It's precious. Don't let people cause you to lose the value. What you have. Of course it's precious. Well did you get something out of this tonight?